God has a purpose and a plan for Lakers Baptist Church. And he has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of you. I want you to believe that deep within your bones, because it is 100% true. God's plan includes you, and it is specific. He has a role and a place for you. God has laid out a vision for this church that begins with these simple words. In 2020, Lake Ridge Baptist Church is a lighthouse for Christ at the corner of Clipper and Mariner. A lighthouse for Christ at the corner of Clipper and Mariner. A lighthouse for Christ at the corner of Clipper and Mariner. This vision is built, as you know, on three pillars, welcoming in, building up, and reaching out. These capture the essence of all of our activity as a church, and every activity of our church must be directed towards this vision of being that lighthouse for Christ in this community. We adopted this vision a little over 18 months ago, and since then I've spoken often about becoming the lighthouse. Right? We have prayed to become the lighthouse. We have spoken office of, often of, of building components and, and structures and pieces and parts and processes necessary to become the lighthouse. We did so because when we started implementing the vision, we had a lot of chicken and the egg problems that many of you are familiar with. Right? If we reached out, what were we inviting people into? If we reached out successfully, would we we'd be able to welcome in people who were unfamiliar with church life? If we welcomed them in, what did we have to offer to systematically build them up if they were new or returning to the church? How could we reach out if we didn't have any training available for those who needed to who were going to be doing it? What would building up look like? How should it function in our context? And what was even the point of building up if we weren't ready to reach out, right? You get the dilemmas that we had to wrestle with. How do we do something new? How do we change something that's always existed? And questions like these came up at every gathering. We heard them often. We wrestled with them a lot. And I would say that 2018 was a busy year of prayer and sweat, and I'm sure more than a few tears for, for many in this church as we, as we worked to come up with answers. And I would say we have a lot of answers, at least basic ones, to these kinds of questions. Not perfect answers, not final answers, but answers enough to move forward. And since it is December 30th, I want to take a minute to celebrate some of these many accomplishments of 2018 because it was an incredible year of becoming the lighthouse. So, the answer's going to run a, a video that Debbie put together for us with hopefully some good memories from the year. In my wrestling and in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will bleed me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Whoa, you are the peace in my troubled sea. Yeah. In the silence you won't let go In the questions your truth will know Your great love will lead me through You are the peace in my troubled sea Whoa. You are the peace in my troubled sea Yeah 
Father, we come to you in every season. We trust you with our lives. You're the peace in our troubled sea. You're the fire before us, constant in the darkness, and you will lead us through the storms. Fire before us, you're the brightest. You will lead us through the storms. Fire before us, you're the brightest.
Good year. To put it in terms of the vision, in welcoming in, we've made progress towards being more welcoming in terms of website, signage, facility condition, greeting, congregational energy, systematic follow-up with first time and for potential guests. And, and more consistently, we have the right people and the right places to meet the needs of guests with children from, from all ages. Working off a list of the top 10 ways churches drive away first-time guests, we've made significant progress against all 10, which is a good thing. <laughs> In building up, we've developed resources like Feasting on the Word and our Bible reading plans that help each of us to practice those classic spiritual habits that transform our lives one day at a time. And we've started rolling out a comprehensive process for lifelong discipleship that we call the Summit Discipleship. That will continue to grow and expand in 2019. The, the values and vision for discipleship from children to youth to adults have become more aligned, creating a comprehensive vision for lifelong discipleship from newest newborns to most senior saints. In reaching out, we are regularly equipping and encouraging each of you to do one of the simplest but most powerful forms of evangelism, to invite people to our events, our gatherings, our studies, our worship. We've, as you saw, had a tremendous first plunge into our community with the Love Our Neighbor weekend in September. And just to highlight one other, our ESL ministry, while straining under growth, has found tremendous traction within our community. We've also restructured the church, rewrote the bylaws, reinvigorated core congregational committees, revisioned deacon ministry. We have done a lot of becoming. We have built a lot of pieces, and parts. And they all need time to refine and mature, but the critical pieces all exist now. now at the same time, I know many of you have found it difficult to, to figure out how to get involved exactly, to get a hold of this thing. You've struggled to find your place within this vision. Things have moved quickly. In the beginning, we often had to speak in terms of abstractions, and it's hard to grab a hold of an abstraction, or to deal with the uncertainties. At times, our construction has moved faster than our communication. And so all of this has left, for some of you, the vision just a little too vague to grab a hold of, or even waiting for the dust to settle to figure out how and where to get involved. And it is time to change all of that. We have done a lot of becoming, but now it is time to be that lighthouse. It is time for every one of us to get involved. 2019 is truly our time to shine, each and every one of us individually and all of us collectively. We will shine as we are, flawed as we are at times. We will shine where we are, even as we are still working on things. It is time to be the lighthouse. Why? Because Jesus commanded us to shine. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. 
Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. These verses are the basis of what, as Mark said, will be our year-long church-wide emphasis for 2019. Be the lighthouse. All year long, in as many different and creative ways as we can, we are going to remind and encourage each other to shine, to be the lighthouse, to shine as a church, to shine in this community, to shine in our neighborhoods and in our workplaces and in our classrooms and wherever it is we spend time because it is time for us to live this vision that God has given us in obedience to Jesus Christ. See, Jesus is clear. We are the light of the world. This is interesting for us because Jesus is the light of the world, but the surprising truth is that through Christ, we are too. When he says, you are the light of the world, that you in that sentence is a plural. It is a group. Y'all. And it is emphatic. You. You all, all of you, are the light of the world. Now, biblically, light symbolizes a lot of things. It symbolizes purity in contrast to filth. So you, as a follower of Jesus Christ, are the pure light of the world. A world that is kind of filthy. Light symbolizes truth in contrast to error. You have the truth that a confused and deceived world desperately needs. Light symbolizes knowledge in contrast to ignorance. You have the knowledge that is severely lacking today. Light symbolizes divine revelation rather than rejection. You have God's revelation through Christ and the Bible that proves he doesn't want to reject anyone, but is actively seeking and searching the lost everywhere. And light symbolizes God's presence in contrast to divine abandonment. In a lonely and isolated world, you have God's presence in your life every day if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. You have what our world yearns for, and you know that his presence is available to all who will put their faith in him. Christ's declaration that you are the light of the world is not conditional or dependent on anything else other than believing in him. Right? He doesn't say you'll be the light of the world once you get your act together. He doesn't say you'll be the light of the world when you learn enough stuff or develop certain skills or get some kind of certificate or degree. He doesn't say you'll be the light of the world when you understand God's whole plan for your entire life or or when you attain a certain age or that you're the light of the world until a certain age at which time you can retire from being the light of the world. You are the light of the world. It's who we are, individually and collectively. This is our reality. Right? It's a very simple sentence in the original language. You are the light of the world. And just to drive that truth home, I want you right now to turn to your neighbor and tell him or her, you are 
the light of the world. And if you got other neighbors, tell them too. Because Jesus did not say those guys are the light of the world. He said you are the light of the world. So I hope that has cleared up any confusion that might be in your, your mind on this subject. Because this truth isn't dependent on having everything fixed within the church. It's not dependent on everything fixed within your life. It's not dependent on having total clarity about how we're going to do some project or ministry God is calling us to do. It's not contingent on having perfect internal planning and communication. It is simply who we are in Christ. And if it's who we are, we need to realize there is only one thing light is supposed to do, and that is shine. Now, there are plenty of ways that we each fall short of God's ideal, but He has given us everything we need as individuals and as the church to shine. So it's time to stop becoming and be the lighthouse. It is time for us to shine. As we shine, Lake Ridge Baptist Church is that city placed on a hill. Jesus described a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. That word set describes being intentionally placed, thoughtfully placed on the top of a hill, right? And if you were going back 20 centuries, a city that was set on a hill would have been visible for miles around during the daytime as the sun would reflect off the walls and buildings of the city. And by night, as the torches and lamps of the city lit up a pitch black sky. Well, that's Lake Ridge Baptist Church. God set us on this spot nearly 50 years ago, and it was intentional. Our presence at the intersection of Clipper and Mariner is not an accident. We have been placed across the street from Rockledge Elementary on purpose. We have been placed by the entrance to River Ridge and Westminster at Lake Ridge on purpose. We have been placed next door to Thousand Oaks and close to Harbor Drive and near that business park and just off Old Bridge Road in eastern Prince William County for a purpose. We're here for a purpose and we need to live that purpose. That purpose, of course, is to proclaim the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ as the necessary atoning sacrifice for our sins, that he is the path to forgiveness and eternal life through faith in him alone. We must proclaim this by our words and perhaps even more importantly by our actions. It is time to stop becoming and be. Jesus made clear that we must shine publicly. That could be a challenge for some of us because we are shy. But verse 15 says, not to hide our light. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. Now, the situation that Jesus is describing, the picture he portrays in verse 15, is ridiculous. He takes two common household items, a basket that had about an eight and three-quarter quart capacity, and a lampstand, to make the point that it would be stupid to light a lamp and then completely cover it with the basket because the purpose of the lamp and lighting it in the first place was to shine light in all directions, to light up every corner of the house so that everyone involved could see. 
You had to place it on a lampstand because it was a very dark world without electricity. We have no real way to process just how dark a pre-electricity life is if we're just a bunch of suburban dwellers in northern Virginia. But it was pitch black, so you didn't light your lamp and then like, whoop, covering you up. You put it up there to shine in every direction because if you didn't, it was a terrible waste. So God did not place us here. He did not gift us with the enormous resources that he has gifted us with. He has not brought all of you fine and talented folks here just to shine inward in light of the insides of the, the little basket we call Lake Ridge Baptist Church. God didn't put us here to, to light up ourselves. That's a sinful distortion of his purpose. Jesus commands us to shine specifically so that all those around us see the light. Grammatically, verse 16, which we know so well, but don't necessarily live equally well, is a command in the same way. Right In the same way, let your light shine before others. That's the command, let your light shine so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. In the same way, that lampstand lights up a house brilliantly, all directions inside, indiscriminately, so everyone inside can see it, we are commanded to shine outward in the presence of others, not ourselves. Others. To visibly point them to God. Once again, there are no qualifiers here. It's not shine when you're ready to shine. It's not shine when you're feeling like shining. It's not shining when your health improves or, or when you have more free time or when things settle down at work or when you have more money or when you have more energy or when you have more flexibility in your schedule or when your kids are older or when the church is better. It is simply shine in all directions at all times. You and I are commanded to shine right now where we are, as we are, flaws and all. We'll still be improving and growing as Christians and as a church, but we are to shine as bright as we possibly can while we do so. I actually believe it's easier to make the improvements necessary when we're busy shining because God blesses and transforms us in proportion to our obedience. And note carefully what Jesus said. Shine so that others, outsiders, non-believers, might see, see, right? Not hear, see, believe, and glorify God. This command isn't about strong and persuasive words, as valuable as those are. It is about authentic, Christ-like living, strong and persuasive works that point people to Jesus Christ. Our world is increasingly hateful, rude, impersonal, deceptive, manipulative, lonely, unsatisfying, unstable, and we are holding the answer to literally all of the world's problems, and we're told to share that with people. But very few out there want to hear about it, because so many people are saying so many things so often, so constantly, and so little of what people are saying in this world is true that they doubt anything they hear. 
People need to see the answer lived out in our lives. They need to see that we believe what we say so much that we will really live it no matter what it costs us. People need to see that we really will turn the other cheek. That we really do love God and love all of our neighbors. That we really do love one another. That we really do humble ourselves, eat crow, and reconcile our disputes. That we really do live in light of eternity rather than just hustling for the here and now like everybody else. They need to see that we are confident in our status as the beloved children of God, that we are comforted by this truth, that we have been redeemed from our terrible sins by Christ's precious blood on the cross. That as people forgiven by God's grace, we are the first and the, and the most diligent about extending that grace constantly to everyone, regardless of whether they deserve it. This is the most powerful evangelism for our post-Christian 21st century world, to visibly see us doing the work of God for the kingdom of God with the Spirit of God. And think about those last three phrases. The work of God, the kingdom of God, and the Spirit of God. What do we need in terms of stuff, polish, to do those things? Nothing. We have everything we need for these because God gives them to us. We don't need anything else sorted out in our lives or in our church before we can do them. Church, we already have absolutely everything we need to shine. So it's time to stop becoming and be the lighthouse. That's Christ's bottom line. It's time to shine. So if you aren't shining right now, shine. Figure out your passion. Whatever God has laid on your heart that you would just love to do for him and his kingdom. And do it. Stop waiting. Do it. Find a team that's already shining like that in our community and join them. Or find a few friends who share that passion. Right? If this is a God-given passion for something new to do, and really God's in it, I guarantee he's laid that passion on at least one other person in this community. So find them and start a new team to shine. Shine publicly. That can seem scary, but it doesn't have to be. Right? We're going to continue regularly giving you invitations that make it easy for you to invite your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers and complete strangers to events here. And that is a powerful way to shine, believe it or not. Because for some reason, the people you know who already have some relationship with you are far more likely to accept an invitation from you to come here than they are to take one from me. Because they know you. And then you can increase your success rate by offering to meet them beforehand in the church parking lot or at Starbucks or McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts so that they have a friend walking into a strange building with them. It's very simple, but profoundly important and significant. It's a powerful way to shine. So shine. Befriend your neighbors. Invite them over for coffee. Learn their names. 
Listen to their stories. Share your story. Become their friends. Love them. Pray for them. Pray with them. And shine. Give an hour or two a week over at Rockledge, caring for those kids or loving that staff. Shine. Come in for an hour or two each week and help teach ESL to our community. Shine. Shine on social media. I saw some of my Facebook friends inviting their friends to come here for Christmas Eve. Simple, yet it takes some courage. Share scripture online, as I know many of you do. Share our Facebook posts and events. Be willing to be associated with us in public. It takes, what, a second to do a share? 30 seconds to put a decent comment together? Right? Share these things. Make comments. Make a point two or three times a week to, to comment and interact with what's going on on our Facebook. We're doing more and more there. And when you do that, it costs us nothing, but it boosts our material in everyone's feed. Shine and help us shine. It's easy to start shining publicly. Shine where you are. Shine at school. Shine at work. Shine in your neighborhood. Shine on the soccer field. Shine at the swimming pools. Shine like Jesus told you to shine. Now, if you're shining, but you're only shining dimly, shine brightly. Shine brighter. If you're sitting here and you just don't feel like you're shining very brightly, think about what's holding you back. All right, what you see up there is what I've been calling the five to thrive, right? Church is complex, but discipleship doesn't have to be complicated. Right? Five core things that we ask every person involved in this community of faith to do. You might not have realized that. We're going to try and make it more obvious. We're asking every single person in this community of faith to do these five things. Not in a rote, uh, works kind of legalistic way, but because these are the things that for 20 centuries Christians have found help them grow and change in Christ. And they are ways that we shine ever more brightly. Worship with us regularly. Spend time with God daily. Find a Bible study community. Join a ministry team that serves God and share the reason for your hope. These are things that will each help you shine brighter. So what's your next step to shine brighter? Figure it out, and then take that step. If there's some kind of learning or resources you need to shine brighter, get equipped through Summit Discipleship for Life. The sequence of courses is listed downstairs in the, in the main uh, entrance, I believe. Ultimately, the key to shining brighter is about finding and embracing your God-given passion and living it. So is it loving kids, helping people, teaching people, fixing things, helping worship happen, meeting people, listening to people, organizing folks behind the scenes? Right? Figure out what your passion is that God has laid on your heart and pursue it. When you serve God in line with your passions and your gifts and the talents that He has given you, you will find the energy and the satisfaction and the joy in Christ that you have been longing for desperately. And if you're already shining brightly, and I know many of you are, 
then stay strong spiritually so you don't burn out. Make sure that your spiritual practices, those on the top right, worshiping, praying, reading scripture daily, meditating on God's word, giving, fasting, make sure these are consistent and strong enough to sustain you. And if you're starting to get a little worn down or you need a refresher for those daily spiritual disciplines, drop in on Pastor Neil or myself and let's talk tune-up. And no matter where you are right now on that spectrum, from not shining, shining dimly, or shining brightly, we want to help you move from where you are to where Christ wants you to be. So in two weeks, go ahead and mark it on your calendar, January 13th, we want absolutely every single person in our community of faith, everyone here, everyone here that day, to go right over to the fellowship hall as soon as we're done worshiping for something that we are calling fire in your belly. Got this excellent insert. We start with food and fun. We host a, we're hosting a chili cook-off. Right? You're invited and encouraged to bring an entry, but you don't have to. So don't feel guilty and don't be like, uh, I didn't bring anything, so I'm going to slink out the back door. Because the chili is not the most important thing that's going on that day. The chili, it just gets us started. So feel free to come and just sample until your belly is indeed burning. <laughs> but this is really about turning passion into action particularly if you've kind of been sitting on the sidelines for a while waiting for clarity or additional information about how to get plugged into the vision or you're, you're waiting for an invitation to be the lighthouse. This is your invitation. So we will come, we'll eat, we'll pray, and then we will help connect your specific God-given passion to a place to shine. We want to help you shine your light before others. So they, too, will know God and glorify him. We want each of you to become beacons for that purity, that truth, that knowledge, that revelation, that hope in your own home and in your neighborhood, in your school, and in your place. 2019 is nearly here, and it is time to shine. It is time for us to stop becoming and be. It is time to be the lighthouse. Please pray with me. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we praise you for what you have laid before us, the task you have given us to be this lighthouse, to obey the command of Christ and shine our light before others that they may see, believe, and glorify you. Heavenly Father, help us to be this lighthouse. Help us to shine brightly in coming days that many who do not know you would come to know you, would experience forgiveness and hope and peace and reconciliation and transformation cleanness, wholeness, and joy. Father God, help each of us to shine more brightly in coming days. Give us the courage. Give us the will. Help us to clarify our priorities, to put you above all other things, to shine. Father God, 
We're each at different points in our journey of faith. If there are any here who have not yet put their faith in Jesus Christ, who are not yet experienced the light of the world, Lord, I pray that they would choose to make that choice, that they would embrace Jesus as Lord and Savior, that they would experience all the delight has to offer. Father God, if there are some here who love you and follow Jesus but are not shining, have been afraid or reluctant or unclear how to get involved, how to shine, Lord, make this the year that they shine brightly for you, Lord. Help us as a church to help them bridge the gap between where they are and where you would have them be. Lord, if there are any of us here who are not shining as brightly as we could, Lord, I pray that you would make clear to us what is holding us back, what we need to do or what we need to let go of. Lord, we lay before you those things that have kept us from shining as brightly as we should, our fears, our busyness, our doubts, Lord, hear us as we confess these things to you and change our hearts that we would get past these things. Father God, help us to pray, help us to shine brighter and brighter, but to never lose our connectivity to that which fuels us and enables us to shine, which is you, Lord, your Son, your spirit. Lord, help us to be diligent in seeking you each day, enjoying your presence, rejoicing in your love, delighting in your power, but not just to light up our bushel basket, to light up the world. Lord, I pray for all those in this area who do not know you, and yet you love them. You made them in your image. You desire for them to know you, to be in relationship with you. Lord God, help us to shine in coming days in a way consistently, day in, day out, week after week, that would reveal you to them that would draw them to you. And of course, help us to know too that all of that actually takes place by you and your will. Lord God, help us to be the lighthouse you have called us to be. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.